On today's episode, we're talking about creepy fucking weirdo creepies. We're talking about people that send DMs that are absolutely fucked and the fucking weirdest voicemails you're ever going to hear in your whole entire life. And they're probably going to scare the shit out of you. But to get in the mood, I want you right now to think about the creepiest person you know. The guy that walks so fucking close behind you that it's like uncomfortable. The guy that like smells your hair when you're walking and you don't even know, but he's like that close. Um, I want you to think of the guy that fucking Snapchats you five times a day and you never answer. The guy that DMs you every day and says, hey, 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 hey. All the females could really get one. They could really think of one. Or they probably have fucking 50. Um, but think of that person, right? And this is in, this episode is, uh, is I don't really know. I was going to say in honor of them, but it's not in honor of them. This episode is dedicated to those fucking pieces of shit. Is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, I... Here's where this started. Let me let me chill out. This week, you know, I'm on Instagram all the time. I do a lot of my work on Instagram. That's how I do my business messages. That's how I find people. That's how I... If, if Instagram shuts down, I'm going to fucking end my life, okay? I'm just kidding. But if Instagram shuts down, my business is fucked. So... Uh, this girl messages me. I also use Instagram for personal pleasure, right? I DM women on Instagram. Hey, I think you're fucking cute. Where are you from? I'm from this place. Okay, that's way too fucking far. And then we never talk again. Or um, women message me first. I think you're great looking. Um, your face looks, your head looks like a fucking football, but you know, you have nice eyes. So let's, fu- let's fucking bang. And this particular woman message me. I like to just jump right into it. I'm not going to tell you about my week and the boring shit and what I eat for cereal. We're getting into it today, okay? Because it's a long, this is, there's a lot of fucked up things here. But the first story, this girl messages me on Instagram and I've seen her on Hinge before or on Bumble. I don't remember. I've seen her on a dating app before. Um, so it like, that lets me know that I think she's real. First of all, I want to say that I think this is a completely real person Um, I don't think it's like one of those scam accounts, you know, the Instagram accounts that's like six pictures of like a hot chick or like a hot guy and they have like 20 followers and then they message you and they're like, yo, let's fucking meet up. What's good. I don't think it's one of those. It's a, it's a real person. It's just, she's a, it's a, she's a creep. I want to say she's, sorry. I fucking had one of those like aneurysms. Okay. God fucking damn it. Um, I think she's a, (laughs) I think she's a creep and this is why she messages me heart eyes to one of my pictures and she goes, all she said was heart eyes and it was a picture of me. It's like a selfie in the mirror and I'm wearing a shirt that I just bought and I tagged the company and I tagged the girl who designed the shirt. So she puts heart eyes. So now I say to her, I said to the shirt or to me. And then I put like that fun fucking emoji that's like with his tongue out and like, you know, I'm being a little bit of flirty here. Yeah, I'm, I'm being flirty. You know, maybe I'm inviting her to flirt back. That's fair to say. I'm not saying that I, I wasn't doing that. Um, I clicked on her profile. She looked pretty cute. She has a fucking smoking, smoking hot body um, and very pretty eyes, very pretty features. So here's what's not fucking pretty, though, is this is what she says back to what I said. So I say to the shirt or to me, like, who is the hard eyes to and why the fuck are you sending me hard eyes? Here's what she says. If I could do it on time, it would be really cool, right? Right when I said, here's what she says. Imagine if the video just played. Here's what she says. Angela, the shirt's nice. The, you're, you're so handsome. I'm gonna play one more time for you in case you didn't cringe enough yet. She says, I'll play it again. And then you fucking think about what she's saying. Angela, the shirt's nice. But you're... You're so handsome. So, she's... If you can't figure out what she's saying, she's saying, Angela, the shirts are nice. But... Yeah, and then she sends like weights, so it's like building up fucking kind of a cliffhanger, and then she goes, you're so handsome, which is, you know, sweet. Thank you for calling me handsome. I think it's really nice that you did that, but 
Why the fuck are you whispering? Why are you being so fucking, why are you being so weird about it? You could easily send a thing and be like, sorry, I'm driving right now. I think you're super cute. Fucking, I was saying the hard eyes to you and the shirt, you know? You could say something normal. I thought the shirt was cool, but I think you're also cool. That would probably be fucking weird. I'm actually happy she didn't say that. But like that, when I played that message, I got fucking, um, what's it called? Goosebumps. I was literally scared because I just thought of all the creepy shit that I've watched on YouTube, all the scary movies, when a stranger calls, when the fuck, like all movies about creeps, creep one, creep two, um, 13 cameras, all the scary fucking creepy guy movies that I've ever watched or videos. This triggered the same feeling I got when I saw those movies. And that shouldn't happen, right? When you're, especially when you're trying to date a girl or flirting with someone. You don't want to hear fucking, Angela, the shirts are nice. <laughs> I can't even do it. It's f- creepy, right? So then I thought, maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe this girl is just a sweetheart, and she it's kind of, she's new to the fucking game of flirtation, the, the game of flirtation. Maybe she's new to it. So I posted it on my uh, Snapchat, and I didn't put her fucking Instagram. I'm not saying her name. So for all you fuckers out there that think I call people out, I never say their names. Um, I'm not saying her name. I'm not saying her Instagram. I'm just saying the fact that it's a female and she's a creep, which I fucking can, you know? I posted on my Snapchat story, blocked her fucking name out, and here was all the, the, just the messages people said to me was, murderer no doubt. Try to keep your body parts intact, bro. What the fuck? Catfished with the Snapchat gender swap. It's a dude or your mother using a fake account, which definitely not. But it could be a dude doing like a female voice. Like, I couldn't do that that good though. Like, I could say like, what the fuck? You're so hot. But I cannot do that and then be like, I'm not even going to try because it's not going to work. So if it is, he's a skilled, you, you got skills. Um, she might be shy. Ladies are bad at letting you know what's up. I don't think so. I think a female is, I've had a girl, well, I feel like a girl, if a girl could say to your face, like, I don't think you're fucking, I don't think you're attractive. You're ugly as fuck. And I'm not into you. Okay. Fair enough. She's not bad at letting me know what's up. She's straightforward. Girls definitely beat her on the bush. I've had a lot of girls that I'm talking to them for three days and then the fourth day, all of a sudden, they're just not interested anymore. And that's kind of the story of my life on fucking dating apps. It's like, hey, you're cute. What's up? You're so cute too. We should totally get coffee sometime. Yeah, fucking for sure, babe. What's your favorite scary movie? I love Paranormal Activity. How about you? I like Creep 1 and 2 and then never answer again. And then I'll be like, hey, you still there? And then they never answer, so then I unmatch them. I'm a firm believer that you give one extra shot. You give the fucking, you could do the double text one time, you know? Um, I've, if a girl doesn't answer me, also don't do it the same day, because that fucking pisses me off. When I have a customer for shoes, and they're messaging me and they go, yo man, how much for these shoes? And then 20 fucking minutes goes by, and then they go, yo, question mark, you there? No. No, because in 20 minutes, I could be fucking beating off. I could be driving. I could be selling to a customer. I could be in a meeting. I could be shitting. Well, you wouldn't shit for 20 minutes. There's a lot of things you could do in 20 minutes that take up 20 minutes. I could be eating fucking food for 20 minutes. You know what I mean? So don't do that. I wait the next day. And lately, I'm really fucking short-tempered with people. So um, if I'm talking to a girl and let's say... We're talking for a few days. And now I, I make the move that's like, we should get together this weekend. Let's go out to eat or want to come over and fucking cuddle and watch a scary movie. Whatever the fuck it is, whatever the line is that I'm initiating, I want to hang out with you. If they say, yeah, maybe. Really? Maybe? Out. You're fucking out. We unmatch on Tinder or Bumble, whatever the fuck it is. Because I'm not doing that, you know? When I'm putting in 100% or if I'm putting in 50%, you put in the same thing. I'm not going to like the the way to do it for all the females listening out there that are like, well, what if I don't want to fucking see him yet? What if I don't know? Then say that, you know, or give them a counter offer. Maybe this is me being a business guy and I don't know how to fucking deal with relationships sometimes. But if I say to you, like, let's get together this weekend and hang out. And then you say maybe, or you just say no. 
to me, you're not fucking interested anyways. So I'm I'm out, you know? I always I literally have the Mark Cuban GIF and it says I'm out from Shark Tank and I just send that to them and then I unmatch them. Cuz it's like, what are we doing here, you know? The the right way to do it for all you females out there, they're on dating apps. If a guy asks you to hang out and you really don't know if you like how to gauge the fucking conversation yet, you don't know if he's like a good guy, you don't know if he's just trying to fuck you, you want to wait a longer, like wait a bit longer, um, then say like I can't this weekend, but maybe next weekend week or I would probably still say fuck you. Say like I can't this weekend, but next Thursday I'm free. Give them like a counter offer. I can't hang out this day. How does this day work? Because it lets me know that you're not just being a fucking twat. You genuinely have plans, which is cool, and you still want to see me. So you're interested enough to like propose that to me. You know. Um, I'm shooting my shot with you. If you're interested, you'll do it back. And that's how it is. So back to the story with this girl. Everyone was saying she was creepy as fuck. Uh, Angelo, she's going to kill you. Angelo, I just shit myself. And I thought, you know, there's got to be a lot of other people out there that experience shit like this. Like, what do I do? And normally I'm the nice guy and I want to just like, I messaged her. I actually said, why did, why did you do that? I said two questions. Why are you whispering and why did you even do that? And she goes, it's 2019. I can whisper if I want. Okay. Well, why the fuck are you doing it though? I got like, I get you're trying to be fucking like trendy or whatever, but why are you doing it? It doesn't answer the question. And then she goes, I honestly don't know why I did that. And then I just blocked you because then if you're doing that because you and you don't know why you're doing that, then you're a fucking, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm out. Um, so I messaged or I posted on my story. I said, what's the creepiest text, DM or voicemail that you've ever received? And my friends and family, also known as you guys, um, messaged me some stories. Now, some of these are good, but I really wanted fucking like threatening shit, you know? Um, and that actually reminds me that there's a voice memo from this guy that he emailed me and I'm going to pull it up right now. This guy emailed me a voice memo. I'm going to start out. We're going to start off bold here. Um, he was buying, I don't really know the exact story. He was buying fucking like postcards from a woman and she left them a, like a threatening voicemail. That's basically all that fucking all how I could explain it. I'm going to read his message for you. I'm looking it up right now. But I wanted like scary shit. I wanted threatening stories. I got a lot of girls that were like, this guy DM'd me on Instagram four times in a row. Like it is creepy, yeah, but it's not like creepy as fuck. I wanted like bad. So, and this isn't creepy either. This is just a weird email and it's threatening. And it's like the the concept of someone getting this mad over nothing and doing this is fucked up. So shout out to Josh Wright for sending me this. Maybe I shouldn't have said his name, but whatever. So he said, so this lady contacted us to do some printing for her. It was a postcard order, I believe 5,000 for 99 bucks. She never paid us. We mailed the first, we mailed them to her fast because it was in a rush and we couldn't meet up. She promised she'd send the money, then stopped returning, returning calls, which is classic. You know, I, I learned this business 101. If you don't fucking pay me, you're not getting the shit unless you're Ellen DeGeneres or like some celebrity, and it's like, even if you don't pay me, I don't care because I got the experience. But uh, she never paid him. So now he, he goes, then this. It's not too graphic or anything, but just shows how crazy people could get. Why mention where I live and work? Why don't you pick up your phone or give me a call so I can give you $99, you fucking piece of white trash. You fucking pieces of shit. You can fucking call me, bitch. And I fucking know where you fucking live and your fucking husband works. You want to tarnish my name? You don't fucking have no idea who you fucked with, you piece of fucking white trash. Give him a two fucking hundred dollars back, you fucking piece of shit. Fucking piece of shit. She's actually saying piece of shit. You actually fucking piece of shit. You fucking piece of shit. Uh, that's fucked, man. Like, that's... If, okay, first of all, if somebody left me this voicemail, and the second I heard this... Why don't you pick up your phone or give me a call so I can give you $99, you fucking piece of white trash? Okay, I'm already fucking... I'm out, you know? I'm not doing that. You fucking piece of white trash! It's like, dude, fucking come on. I wouldn't even want the money at that point. 
I'd be like, hey, I got this voicemail that I could tell all my friends about, and this is a story that's going to last for fucking years. So keep, I don't need your fucking money anymore. And it's ironic that she wasn't answering and then got that mad. Like, you didn't fucking pay us, so you're wrong. And then, why are you mad? You know what I mean? I just, yeah. That's, it's not a creepy story, but it's fucked up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, imagine not buying, like, imagine getting a product from someone and then they keep calling you and then you get mad to the point where you're like, you fucking white trash piece of shit. I'm a fucking you piece of shit. And then you get that mad at them. I don't know. And she actually offers them $200, I think. Or she said, I don't know. I think she offers them 200 Whatever. Great, great message. That's the shit I'm looking for. Um, that was the only audio I got sent to me. But I'm going to play some really fucked voicemails after I read these few messages. Um, and yeah, and this is not an ad. I'm, I'm reading the messages you guys sent me. Um, after I read a message by Aquapana, Italian water. Just kidding. So this guy says, I had a girl on Bumble say, oh my God, I have the same name as your mom. That's hilarious. And I drive the same car as you. Sorry, is that creepy? I mean, yeah. How the fuck does he know my mom? You know, there's a lot of questions there. Next one. Does a love letter from someone I don't know count? I said, sure, send it. Okay, I don't have the picture anymore because it was when I was 16, but I was working at a restaurant and this 40-ish year old man dropped this letter in front of me and it said, dear blank, and it was crossed off and then had my name written there. So it like said, dear Maria, and it was crossed off and said her name. Um... It said how much he loved me, and then a song was written on it, but the song just said la 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 dee dee da, and a bunch of random words. I hated that I had to say that. Um, the letter was written in the back of his jail release form, so my manager told me to leave, but he left all of his stuff, and the cops had to come pick it up because it was all of his jail mail. You know, that's pretty good. Um, is it like... I mean, yeah, you're 16. He's a fucking creep. He's 40 years old. He's from jail. But that doesn't get that doesn't get me where I want to be right now. Um, this guy says I got airdropped this note on the train, and it's like a fucking it's a screenshot of like a notes thing. I wish he sent a fucking picture. Oh no, he did send a picture. I just am an idiot and I didn't pull it up right. But it says, "Hey, sorry, but you're incredible, incredibly beautiful to me. I know this might be all." I know this might be all worried, but I don't know how to approach you at the moment. Hopefully, we can get to know each other. 347-515-1580. Text me later if you want. He probably just sent this. The funny thing is like, oh, well, he doesn't necessarily say it's a woman. So he sent this to a guy, but... um, this that this is a fucking desperate strategy. If you're that fucked up that you make a picture and you airdrop it to everyone when you're like in public, no, man, no. That doesn't fucking work with me. Uh like I get it. You know, sometimes I'm out and at a fucking I mean I'm never really out at a bar or a party. But sometimes I'm out at the mall, right? And you see a lot of beautiful women and you see good looking people around you and you're like, fuck, man, what does it take? And then you see that fucking nerdy, dweeby fuck looking ass guy and you he's got a smoking hot girl, right? And you're like, how the fuck does this torpy fucker get this beautiful woman? And then you start like contemplating, like, am I ug- not contemplating suicide? But you start thinking, like, am I fucking ugly? Is this guy like? I think he's ugly, but maybe I'm fucked up for saying that about him because clearly this broad thinks he's great looking. You know what I mean? So it's just a big mind fuck. But never have I ever uh, wanted. Jeez, my eye is like fucking coming out of my eye eye socket. Sorry. Um, never have I ever thought maybe I should make a fucking picture and send it out and airdrop it to people. I know girls that I wish would have submitted the stories. I know girls of that are friends of mine that have been at a fucking, I think it was actually also on a train, um, that got airdropped a dick picture. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, anyways, next story. One time I got a voicemail of the same recording playing over and over and over for, for, for eight minutes straight. I forgot what it said though. Okay. Well, anyways, 
There was this kid that tried to contact me nonstop. He would ask me to hang out and meet up constantly. He would call, email, DM, and text. That's fucked up. I don't even think I could get someone's, like, no, you can't. You can't see their email on Tinder. You can't see their fucking phone number. That's fucked up. DM, well, I guess you, you probably can. People put so much shit out there, by the way, that, like, you think they're creepy because, like, how the fuck did they find out where I am? But then it's like your Snapchat location is on, so people can literally see where you are at all times. If you're a female out there that's, like, under the age of 23, I would just take... Please do this. Please. It doesn't fucking matter if your friends see that you're at a fucking concert. They're going to see it on your annoying Snapchat story anyways. Everyone... Males, too. But... I'm just saying females because I think like one in four females by the time they're 24 years old are a victim of some fucking sexual harassment or something like that. It's a st statistic that I know. Um, take your fucking location off Snapchat. And if you're older and you don't know what I'm saying, Snapchat is an app that people talk on. It's a social, social networking app. And... Um, all the profiles, you can click everyone's profile, right? And it clicks and it just brings up like... Um, how many people that they've Snapchatted. You have a thing called the Snapchat score. If you hold it, it brings up a map of the fucking world and it gives their current location. And if they're active on Snapchat, which 99% of people are all the time, um, you can see where they are. I know people right now that I can hold their name, pull up where they're at and see exactly where they've been the past. If I wanted to just sit there and watch them for fucking 10 days, I would literally see them go from work get in the car, go to a friend's house, go out to eat, wherever they are. And I can pinpoint where they are in the exact moment. That's fucked up. So if you have one person that you don't trust or one person that doesn't know you that's on your Snapchat, like on your Snapchat period, uh, they find where the fuck you are. One day they have a bad day and they're just triggered and want to do some crazy shit, which people do. They'll find you, kill you, rape you, do some fucked up shit, or stalk the fuck out of you. And then you created your own demon, you know? So that was just a little little bit of advice from, from your boy, A. Blando. Back to the story of this girl getting texts and, D and DMs and all that. I blocked him on everything, so he resorted to that old-ass game everyone used to play called Trivia Crack to get in touch with me. My mom almost called the police on him, but he eventually left me alone. I had known him since preschool, but we never really were friends. It was creepy. Yeah, you know, creepy, but still, I'm looking for the fucking, like, creepy shit. Right now, the fucking Biza shit, that story is, is winning. Um, one time I got, okay, that's the same one. This is a, this is just a screenshot of DMs. It says, hello, gorgeous. This girl says, um, hello, question mark. The guy replies, Oh my God. I don't even want to say this. The guy replies, mm, I like your breasts, period. I would love nothing more to suck on them while making you moan. Oh my God. And then she says, do I know you? And he says, no, just added you after seeing your succulent boobies. Can I have an image, please? What the fuck? No, I am engaged, you weirdo. Now, here's two sides to this story. The first side is everyone that's going to see this. He's a, or hear this, this guy's a easily a creepy piece of shit, right? There's no, there's no, it's just a fact. This guy's creepy as fuck. And he's like, I want to say he's disrespectful, but I've started conversations with like, hello, gorgeous. Well, probably not hello, gorgeous, but I've said like, Hey, you're super cute. I like your face, whatever. And the fact that how sexual he's getting in the beginning is, is just makes it really fucking creepy. Right. But on the flip side, if he says just added you after seeing your succulent boobies, it makes me think that this is from Instagram. She probably posted a picture flashing her tits, right? Which is fine. If you got them, flaunt them. But uh, you probably posted that picture and then he says just added you after seeing them. So on your bio and your profile, you probably have like Snapchat at Sarah fucking underscore whatever. And then that's how he found you. So it's like, you invite people to creep on you because you're posting like flaunty, flaunty pictures of yourself and you have your Snapchat in your bio. So people are going to add you and then you're just like gambling on the fucking people of the world, which you will lose every time because there's always someone doing something more sickening. So it's like, I'm not justifying the fact that he's being a creepy fuck. It's wrong. But 
I'm just giving you reasons, and for all the fucking young, the female that are my age, 19, 20, 21, girls that are going to be engaged one day, if you're engaged, get over Snapchat, first of all, because fuck, uh, but if you're, if you're going to be engaged, you probably should take that personal shit out of your bio and don't post flaunty pictures all the time, you know? So I'm just saying that it could have been prevented. That's all I'm saying. But good, it's a good DM, you know. This one I think is from Reddit that someone sent me a screenshot of. Um, I got an airdrop request on my way to work. Story in the comments. Um, it says, "Hey there." I only screenshot, or they only screenshotted this. It says, "Hey there." I always see you here. Add me on Snapchat, and then it says the name, and. It says, like, I don't tolerate trolling, defending the creep, judgment, jerkish behavior. This is not allowed. Well, it, that's the same thing that the other guy did. This is not, it's not creepy to me because he's, this is just someone that's desperate as fucking balls and, like, doesn't have, like, what it takes to go up to someone and at this point doesn't give a fuck who it is because he's just airdropping it to people and saying, like, hey, add me on Snapchat, you're cute. And then every person that gets it is going to think, like, it was just meant for them. But it's probably going to everyone. I don't think it's that creepy because he's not, like, harming anyone and he's not, like, picking one person to focus on. It just happens to be unfortunate. Also, this is kind of interesting lighting. Um, how many times do I bring up lighting during this fucking show? Every time. This is the last one before we start playing the creepiest shit that you're ever going to hear in your life. I had to take care of my mentally handicapped cousin a few years back. She couldn't get around well enough, but due to severe arthritis in her knees and ankles, she had to be watched, helped to the bath, and shit like that. I would go in her room in the morning, help her, help her to her walker so she could piss and make her breakfast. So, very sweet person here, taking care of the mentally handicapped person in his life or her life. Uh, that takes a lot. That takes a lot, and I'm giving her credit in the right off the fucking bat. This is blinding. Um, one morning, I heard water running in the bathroom. When I went to check on her, I had, pa I had to pass her room on the way to the bathroom. When I did, I saw that she was rocking in her chair her blanket over her head, and rocking back and forth. Don't leave the water on, you're going to flood the place, is what she said. I went into the bathroom to shut the faucet off, and my cousin was there washing her face. I immediately ran back to her room, but it was just her blanket crumpled up in the rocking chair. My cousin wanted to know why I undid her bed. I didn't stay too long after that. Okay. Like... If you're making this up, you did a great job because that's fucked up. Um, I didn't read this yet, but I'm getting like a little bit of, I got a little fucking scared there, you know? Great story. Um, I think this one's also from, this is a screenshot, but good job. I don't fucking believe it though. And if that did happen, I would fucking, dude, I would be close to ending it all. I would be like, if I couldn't get out of the house within two minutes, I'm ending it. I'm, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out of life because if I saw in the room with my own eyes, like rocking back and forth under a blanket, and then like as I'm passing that, I see you in the in the bathroom. No fucking no way, no way is this real, and no way would God want this upon my fucking life unless He wanted me to be dead. Uh, next one. This is also a screenshot, right? Yeah, this is a, this is, I think this is Reddit, whatever this purple banner on top. Um, I work at a mall, I play Pokemon Go. I was standing in, in, in an area with a few Pokestops. If you don't know what Pokemon Go is, it's like an app on your phone. It's so fucked. It's like, it's dumb. Um, it's an app on your phone that like, I don't know, you fucking find Pokemon. But you use a real-time camera and you have to like search through your, you look at your phone while you're on your camera and then you'll like see an animated Pokemon like on your bed or whatever and then you catch him. Um, like I usually do before work, I got this airdrop request. I, I accepted it and opened it up to this note. Let me tell you, I've never felt so safe and uncomfortable. Okay, dude, like send me the note then. Oh, 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 this goes with the other one. Now it makes sense. She says, I've never felt so safe and uncomfortable. I tried my best as I scan the room. Um, and that's the note that says, hey there, I always see you here. Add me on Snapchat. Like, she's in a fucking mall. 
Why is it? Cre- I don't understand why that's creepy. De- debunked the whole thing. It's not scary. No. And that's not even creepy. You're in a fucking mall. Why do you feel so scared? I, I'm not. I don't get that one. So now, fuck all of these. Let's start. Let, let me show you guys some really. This is some. These are voicemails that are more fucked up. Okay. So this is from a female um, in Canada. She submitted these online. I found this online. I did some digging. Um, she's from Canada. There's a guy in the area. I think it's Toronto that happens to be very attractive. And like her and her friends all know that he's really attractive, right? Um, he one day approaches her and asks her for her number. He goes up to her and he says like, how you doing? She's like, I'm doing great. What's up? And then he's like, I think you're fucking super hot. Whatever he says, whatever the pickup line is, it works. And he asks her for her number. So she gives it to him. Now he leaves her this voicemail like 20 minutes later. They haven't texted. They haven't done anything yet. He leaves her this. Explain why I approached you. I am single. I have no trouble meeting women. I mean, women approach me six, seven times a day. I couldn't take my eyes off of you, and your friends were very jealous. Even if they say they weren't, they were envious of the fact that uh, I approached you. She says they were envious of the fact that I approached you, and then it cuts. So uh, this guy's, first of all, he's a fucking cock, you know. I am single. I get plenty of women. I have six or seven every time. Every time. Um, but I'm leaving you a voicemail to let you know that your friends were jealous when they saw me, which is fucked up. And he's being a, um, what's the word? It's not elitist, but it's like, um, he's being a fucking a cocksucker, right? So now that's not the creepy part. It is creepy because it's like, what the fuck do you want from me? But then she doesn't answer him and he leaves him and he leaves her this voicemail like a few days later. Hi there, Olga. It's Dimitri calling again, the guy from the street. I left you a message several days ago. I don't know, maybe you were abused in childhood. Maybe your mother has cancer, you're going to chemo. But otherwise, don't call me. Okay? Bye. Okay, now here's what's fucked up about this. It's not even necessarily scary or like creepy what he's saying. It's just how some people are. And like how they handle rejection, right? For me, I'll like, I will straight up admit, and I have many times, there has been times where I hit on a girl and she's like, hey, I don't, I have a boyfriend or I'm not interested in you. Or like, I've heard that you're a douchebag and you just fucking hook up with women. You're a player. I'm not looking for that. I've been rejected before, right? But it's how I reject things that makes me a good person because I reject, or how I take reject and that makes me a good person because when those things happened, I was just like, hey, you fucking, you know, that's what happens in life. I totally get it. I have fucking slept with a lot of people. I might look like a, look like a piece of shit, but if that's how you feel, that's fine. And that's fine because I'm like, I'm not getting mad at her. I'm not putting anything on her. I'm accepting the fact that yes, I have a past of sleeping with people and I'm understanding that you might look at that as a flaw for me. And if you're looking for a guy that's very innocent and that you want to have your first together or whatever, I'm not the guy. I'm accepting that. And then we fucking move on, you know, then we move on. Um, One girl said, one girl I said like, we were talking like every day for a few days and I said like, want to come back to my house and watch a movie? And she was like, whoa, what type of girl do you think I am? I'm not that type of girl, Angelo. And I was like, okay, well, sorry for saying that. Want to go out to eat or something instead? And then she's like, I just think that you expect me to be someone else. And I was like, no, I mean, not really. You know, I did say want to watch a movie, but you can literally just watch a movie with someone. I wasn't saying like, want to come over and fuck? Because that's more vulgar, but still, I was like, hey, she's very not the same as me. So I totally get it. I'll leave you the fuck alone. And I don't talk to her anymore. There's, that's respectful ways to be rejected. Some guys that are fucked up, and if you're listening to this and you're this type of guy, you got to fucking work on something, but buddy boy. Uh, some guys, when they get rejected, they get like mad. Then they're like mad at you. So you'll, and I, and Earlier I said that I do the I'm out thing and that's like, it's a form of being mad, but 
I'm mad and I'm just like done trying. I'm not mad and then taking action against the person. That's the difference. If I'm mad because a girl doesn't want to go out with me and I'm like, fuck, I really wanted to go out with her. I'm just like, okay, I'll just delete her off my fucking Snapchat or take her off my Tinder or whatever. Because then I don't have to see her and then I don't have to think about it because I'm moving on, you know? And is that petty? Maybe. But if you're not giving the effort that I'm giving, then I'm out. I, I explained that earlier. But when you take earlier is what I was trying to say there. Um, when you take action and you're like, don't call me anymore. I don't know if your fucking mom has chemo, like if your mom has cancer, like, which don't say that. But what this guy is saying, when he says like, I don't know, maybe you were abused in childhood. Maybe your mother has cancer, like making up extreme reasons why she wouldn't be able to talk to him. And then saying like, don't call me like that's extremely fucking childish and fucked up. And if you're like that, you're a piece of shit. Um, I know plenty of guys that message a girl and they'll be like, hey, what's up? The girl doesn't answer. And they say like, what's up again? Girl doesn't answer. Hey, girl doesn't answer. And then they'll be like, fine, fuck you then. And then like they start saying shit to make them mad. And then they like are, you know, it's just don't. That's fucked. Dude, I can't even believe people are like that. How about the fact that people are so fucking like greed, greedy. If I could take one thing out of the fucking world, it would be greed. Because this is all, what's coming from this, what I'm realizing, it's all greed. I want this, and if, you, if you're not going to cooperate with me, like not me, this is what the creepy fucks are saying, then like I'm going to do everything I can to like creep the fuck out of you, I'm going to threaten you, I'm going to talk to you really shitty, and then like if I don't get what I want, you're going to, you're fucked. That's so bad. Um, and it's, I think it's because of greed, that's what I'm saying. Um, here's another one. This isn't necessarily creepy, but it's just, well, I mean, to yeah, for, for animal lovers, yeah, this is fucked up. Your dog disturbs the neighborhood at night. Either keep him up or get rid of him, or I will poison him. This is your only warning. That's fucking forward. If you can't hear what he says, he's saying, your dog is disturbing the neighborhood at night. Either keep him up or I will poison him. This is your only warning. If you don't get that piece of shit terrier out of my fucking yard, I'm going to chloroform his ass and throw him in the fucking back of my truck. That's basically what he's saying. And if you love your animals, which I'm not a big animal guy, but I know that people think that they're... Their dogs are like children. And I think that dogs should be treated as, as like humans for some fun. I don't know why. But I think that, yeah, they're, they're very loving. They should be treated like humans. So if you're one of those animal lovers, um, if you have that same mindset, it's like imagine someone saying this to your kid. This is some Casey Anthony shit right here. Um, imagine getting a voicemail that's like, if your son or if your fucking son comes back in my yard one more time, I'm going to poison the shit out of him. You would go to that guy's house and fucking, well, you'd want to either kill him or you'd want to call the police, depending on what kind of person you are. Um, if I got that message about my son and I'm like 50 years old, I would probably have him killed. Uh, I would go to his house and kill him. Or I would like find a hitman on the dark web. No, that's probably fucked up to say because one day if I'm famous, people are going to be like, he just admitted to killing or to wanting to kill someone. He's fucked up. Don't listen to his podcast. Okay, I would call the police and fucking file of order against him. Anyways, um, this is the last one. That's fucked though. If you, if you poison a dog, I don't know if you, well, how is he going to poison his dog? Are you going to go in his house and fucking... I'm going to swap the water out with some fucking chocolate. Let's move on. I don't know what this one is. I just wrote creepy... She said, if you see me, run away. Oh, this was a random fucking email that a guy got. Uh, or not email, voicemail that a guy got. And he put it all over the internet. It has like 3 million views. He says, if you see me, come to the door. It's like, or if you, okay, now he's fucking played again. If you see me, run away. If I come to the door, don't answer it, is what he says in the beginning. Don't let me in the house. Tell me something to say. Tell her she sees 
So he's saying like run and hide. If someone comes to the door, it won't be me. It's not me. He says, oh God, I can feel it. And he's like screaming, but I don't think this seems like a joke screaming. This seems like pretty fucked up. And if this was randomly on my phone, dude, no way, no way. I won't even play that because that's actually pretty fucking disturbing. Uh, and I, a lot of people probably don't want to hear that, which is why I left it for the end. Uh, he starts screaming and like, as if he's like, it, it sounds like he's being stabbed in like the gut and he's saying how much he could feel it. And then at the end, you hear a guy laughing and he says Kaylee and then it hangs up. That's fucked. Okay. Um, and the story is pretty believable. I mean, it sounds pretty legit. A lot of people, of course, could act and you can make noises and do whatever. So I don't know how far that's going to go for you. But the story online got a lot of fucking hits. It wasn't debunked. Nobody said, like, this is a clip from a movie or we found this online. So, and it's, and it's fucking content. It's original. And that was scary. That is what I was looking for. I really liked that one. Um... I like the, the one about the guy that like follows her up and leaves a voicemail. The one with the girl, the Beza shit one was great. A lot of these were pretty fucking good. Um, I plan on doing more shit like this. I spend so much time. You don't even know. I spend so much time online. Uh, there's a guy named Some Ordinary Gamer. He's a YouTuber. I watch his videos. I've seen like 80 of them. And he makes videos of just going on the deep web and browsing the deep web for like an hour or like 45 minutes. And the shit that he sees, he's like screen recording. So everything he sees, you could see. Um, I've been on the deep web a lot of times. There's a lot of art projects on there that are stories like this or just straight up videos that are like fucked up. And they're really scary and they're really fucked up. And the question that makes them all scarier is, is this real or is it not real? Um, that's, that's the type of fucking horror that I like. I can enjoy a good movie like Brightburn or a slasher or fucking whatever, but those are visually scary. When I want to be scared, I go into this fucking mode and then I'm like sitting in my room like, holy fuck. Like I'm scared because this could be real. Um, but the positive side of doing this is that it helps you. It, I'm going to, I'm not going to say it humbles you, but it makes me appreciate things more and it helps me realize how safe you got to fucking be sometimes because there are some fucked people in the world. And if you're not a person out there that like enjoys scary shit or likes to read about this, I think this is a perfect episode for you because you don't really have to see anything. You could just listen to it if you're on the audio. Um, I didn't really show much anyways on the video, but you get a little glimpse at some of the fucking sickening people in the world. And I don't like to shine light on them often, but I like to make sure that people are aware that there are some fucked people out there. And sometimes you think that a scenario is so crazy that it would never happen. Sometimes people think a guy would never follow me home. A guy would never threaten to kill my dog. A guy would never fucking message me on 50 different things and find out where I live. They will fucking do it. There are fucking people out there that will do it. So rather than telling yourself that's not possible, it's not going to happen, and trying to be positive, fucking look into the dark shit of the, of the fucking world, and then you'll be able to appreciate everything a lot more, and you'll be able to be a lot more cautious and smart in decision making. Um, so that's like the, that's the fucking lesson of today. Uh, be more cautious and stop being a pussy. Go fucking expose yourself to some scary shit. Uh, it's not... It's not about like, I'm so fucked up that I like to go on the deep web. It's really about the fact that I like to see, I want to see the world at its fucking, at its worst and best. You get to see a lot of the great things, traveling, Disney World, Snapchat, Instagram. That's all the good stuff. If you could fill your mind with good things all day that are extremely positive, why can't you do the same thing with fucked up things? And if you can't, then you're fucking weak. Okay, I'm calling you the fuck out. I'm calling you guys out. 
I think it's really important. I, I can't stress enough. It's the same thing in business when you want to win and then you got to fail. It's the same shit, you know? You have to lose money. You have to fuck up. You have to... And with relationships. With relationships, if I would have never... I mean, I'm really going off here, but... If I would have never cheated, if I would have never fucked up, if I would have never done the bad, worst parts, I would have never been able to do way better and appreciate the better things, you know? So if you have that mindset with one thing, have it with everything. Even food. If I would have never tasted how fucking shitty oysters are, I would never be able to appreciate crab because crab, I can't compare to fucking oysters, okay? Now I'm really going off and I'm going to shut the fuck up. But you get what I'm saying, right? I think there's an important thing in the, in the depths of that. And uh, yeah. And the other thing is, this podcast is meant to be like whatever the fuck I'm thinking about this week. And I don't think... I don't think that there are enough comedians or like whatever the fuck that let you into their lives. I think comedians and people like that, they're, it's all content creators. It's all like one category. Like if you're Jake Paul, you make fucking stupid, dumb videos outside that are like visually pleasing and funny to kids. If you're, I'm not going to name anyone else. I'm just going to name like people that everyone knows. Um, I like to do things differently. Sometimes I like to have a lot of fun and make fun. Sometimes I like to be deep. I've fucking teared up on this podcast before. I like to be emotional. I like to be creeped the fuck out with you guys. And I think that's important. I think people one day will appreciate that about me, that I'm not just like, this is what I'm good at, so then I'm just going to only do comedy for the rest of my fucking life. I like to let you guys in because then we all know each other, you know? Isn't that fucking, doesn't that count for something? I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll fucking skip it. I'll skip my fucking, what am I, what am I, uh, Joyce Meyer right now? You know, what are you doing? Um, for sneakers, we're going to talk a little bit about a few releases this week that came out. And then I want to show you guys, this is for the video podcast, but I'll also be in your ear as well. Uh, I want to tell you guys and show you guys two of my favorite retro fives of all time that I got my hands on this week. And I'm going to give some tips on reselling because a lot of people are just not fucking, not doing things right. Um, let's get the fucking releases out of the way. The Air, the Nike Fear of God ones that just came out, they came out yesterday, I think. Um, I think boutiques are still getting them this weekend, so price is still going to go down. They're at 550 bucks right now in the orange pair. The green pair's five to 600 as well. I absolutely fucking hate these so much. And you guys know that I did when the, when the first pictures released, they're a lot more vibrant than I thought. Um, they're mesh, they're plastic. There's a little bit of suede on the toe cap. I believe they're bright as fuck, but for a shoe that's $350 retail, $550 is not good. That's not fucking, those aren't good resale prices. I like to see double retail, triple retail, 10 times retail. That's when you know that a shoe's really reselling. When it's like under uh, 80% of retail price, it's like, it's good. You're going to make good money on it still. If you got them for retail, definitely go sell them right now. Definitely sell them now. But um, it's just not, it's not good. That's not like hype numbers for me, you know? Um, for all the hype beasts out there, they're not going to appreciate that. So I'm rating these a fucking E. I hate them. Um, the next pair is the Yeezy 700 Vantas. I don't even like, I haven't gotten these in hand yet, but these flopped fucking hard. Everyone thought that it's a black Yeezy. I even said this on the podcast. The bread V2s went for a lot of money. The pirate blacks, the triple blacks, the fucking boots go for a lot of money that are all black. Why wouldn't this 700 V2 go for a lot of money? It's because they made a fuckload of them and Yeezys are just dying. It's it's a it's a combination of both of those two things. They made way too many of these, but also people are like, dude, I have 17 pairs that came out in the last five months. Chill the fuck out, you know? And how many of the same shoe can you get? Yeezy 700s, Yeezy V2 700s, they're both kind of the same thing. Um, and that higher retail price point plays a part in it too. The Yeezy V2s are 220, so it's easier to justify spending 220 on a pair that's going to be limited than $300 on a pair that's not even that limited, you know? Um, that's why I think these flopped. But at the same time, here's where the reselling tips come in. Um, this week, I've been buying like crazy again. I haven't been buying in a while. I took like six months off of the business to just kind of do my own shit. And now I'm back focusing more on my money, focusing more on what I love to do, which is selling shoes and meeting people and all that. Um, 
these Vantas, I think if you're, okay, if you're a reseller out there and you like to sit on shoes, that's fine. I think these are a good shoe to sit on then, you know? The static V2s, the 700s that came out, whenever they're white and reflective, those were, in the beginning, those were only 340 bucks. They were going for just over retail. Um, the second month those came in, they were at 400 and now they're at fucking 575 in some sizes. And even the big sizes that are like, 10 and a half, 12, they're still at 500 bucks. So they're going up, you know? And that's an all white colorway, which usually all, all white colorways, I like to think, have more of a reason to go up. But all black colorways are just as equal, if not more, because more people wear all black and they don't show stains and they go with everything. So I think this is a shoe to sit on if you're a type of person that sits. Now, let me put my fucking, this shit over here. Um, oh my God, now I lost the fucking picture. Um, all right. So for me, when it comes to buying shoes, I, I have a few pairs that I sit on. I have handfuls of, you know, retro ones, Yeezys that are dead stock that just sit in the box that one day I will decide to sell them. But a lot of the times I'll trade my shoes that I'm sitting on for a different shoe to sit on if I don't see the market going well. You know what I mean? So like, let's say, let me try to think here. Let's say a fucking like Concord 11, a shoe that's like, there's a lot of them. Everyone has them. Nobody really fucking is like wanting to collect a Concord. Those are shoes that you should not sit on, right? Because everyone's got them. They were in the stores. They're only going for like $240, which isn't shit over retail. Um, and there was just millions of pairs released or hundreds of thousands. Now a shoe that you would want to sit on is something like, unfortunately, something like a Yeezy Static or a Vanta or a Jordan, like the Trophy Room Jordans that just came out, which are on the way, still haven't gotten them yet. Um, I'll have those next Sunday. Trophy Rooms definitely are a shoe to sit on because those in particular, those are numbered one through 7,000. They're extremely limited and the market's only gonna go up because more people are gonna wear them, more people are gonna see them, and less people can buy them because there's only 7,000 pairs. Yeezys, some of the Yeezys are still pretty limited. Um, that's why I think sitting on them is okay. But if you're looking to make fast money, that's not the fucking way to go. So for me, uh, I'm a, I would say that I'm kind of both a collector and a reseller, more of a reseller because I try to not like marry the shoe. But if I want to make quick money, if I need 500 bucks this week, the, the key is like not to fucking buy a shoe and then sit on it for a week. You're not going to make shit. You'll probably make $5 if that. Um, that's when you want to go in like full fucking flip mode. So if I have... Ye if Yeezys are coming out this week and everyone's buying them, I know that I could go buy a few pairs from one of my guys that holds me down and then I could flip them. If the average person out there can't do that, then what you, what I recommend you do is get all of your fucking friends, get 20 people and tell them, go apply for this raffle. There's a pair of Yeezys coming out or Jordans or whatever. There's a pair of shoes coming out this weekend. Go apply on this raffle. If you win, I'll give you 20 bucks. If you can do that with 10 people or 100 people, and you hit 10 of them, you know, then you have to have some money to put up, of course. But if I have 100 people go and try for a raffle or go on Sneakers app and at 9 in the morning try to get these shoes and 10 people get them, I send them all the money. Now, I just got 10 pairs of retro ones for 180 bucks and the market's 250. Now I make 70 bucks 10 times. There's 700 a week. I made the five that I wanted and I got a little bit extra and I pay off. 10 kids, 20 bucks, which is the 200. I actually make $500, period. And that's perfect. Um, that's the, that's what you gotta do, man. You can't, you can't fucking have both. You're not gonna be able to make thousands of dollars your first week of reselling. Kids ask me all the time, which is why I'm making this. People ask me all the time, how do I start reselling? How can I start selling shoes? I've explained it before, but here's more of the in-depth, like what it's like starting out. In the beginning when I was selling shoes, I fucking lost so much money because I wanted to get connections with people. I wanted to get guys at RSVP. I wanted to get a guy that worked with someone that worked with a huge company. I needed an Adidas representative. I wanted T. Blake. I wanted Yoanni. I wanted all of these YouTubers that I watched. And now I literally have all of their numbers in my phone and I do business with everyone that I know that I used to look up to. Well, except for like Gary Vee. But all the sneaker people, I, I know them all. 
Um, and it's not because I like bought shoes from them once and they just like decided to be my best friend. There was plenty of times where I buy shoes from these people and the market's 325, they're looking for 340. I buy them for 340 and I sell them for 325, lose 15 bucks. The reason why is because if this person that I really wanna get connected with sees that I'm buying often from him, he's gonna get more trust with me and he's gonna know that I wanna buy shoes from him. So he's gonna know that if I need a shoe, now let's say I've purchased 25 shoes from this guy 30 weeks in a row, you know? It's almost every week I'm buying from him. And even if it's one pair, it's just the fact that he sees that I'm like consistent. Now if I say, hey man, these Yeezys are coming out next week, can you please see if you could get me a pair that would be huge? He's gonna be like, well, I know you're gonna fucking pay. I know that you're trustworthy. And he'll be like, sure, I'll look out for you. If he doesn't, he's a dick, you know? Because I would do that to anyone. Um, if once people are in my circle, then they start getting the fucking good prices. You start getting access to 10 pairs or 15 pairs or whatever it is you want. I will hook you up, but it's not going to be after the first deal. So, uh, I'm not necessarily saying lose money on purpose. I'm just saying sometimes you get to buy at market and sell at market. It's not always going to be making money and the connections that you can make are a lot more valuable than making fucking 20 bucks on a pair of shoes. Um, and it's not even celebrities because I have a lot of people that are comedians and shit that it's harder to say like go message fucking Jimmy Kimmel. This is just with resellers, with people on YouTube, with people in your Facebook groups and all that. Uh, get get to know them and buy from them regardless if you're making money. And it gives you practice of how to sell and buy shoes. It, when I see, I see 20 pairs of shoes a week. When I'm buying and reselling, I get to see all of these different shoes. So now I know that after a year of doing that shit, now when someone comes up to me and like, what's your favorite retro five now or colorway? I can name a thousand because I've seen so many. I've bought and resold. I've probably seen fucking 2000 different shoes in my lifetime and held them in my hand and saw the quality and got to a fucking appreciate the shoe. So it's not all about the fucking money. Think long-term, stop thinking short-term. This kid messaged me the other day, wanted to get like in with me and my fucking squad. And he was saying like, if I could order wholesale, like let me know, bro, that would be dope. But like, no, because it, you, you got to fucking, you have to, I have to see benefits in, in my shit first and then I'll help you benefit. If you're buying from me and you're helping me make money and I'm making 50 bucks a shoe or whatever it is, and I see that you could go resell them. Now I know that you're a trustworthy reseller. Now I'm not going to hire you, but I'll fucking help you work with me. I'll let you in on a deal where I'm ordering 50 pairs of shoes and whatever, you know, if I'm not going to buy shoes this month and I'm not using my slots, then I'll say, hey, fucking Gerald, uh, you want these 10 pairs of shoes? It's going to cost you this much. And that's how it works. So, I mean, if any of you guys are looking to get in, let me know. Um, I'll, I'll explain how you can, but it's, it's, not, it's not fucking one deal is my point. Um, also, when you're reselling, uh, definitely take good pictures. I use my lighting. I use my iPhone camera. Put, lay them out, make sure they look good. Don't be the guy that fucking has his foot in the background and his fucking leg hair and one balls behind the shoe. Don't be like that, all right? Take your fucking, put your clothes on, get the fuck out of bed, go in your kitchen, put them on a tile floor, put them on a counter, use good lighting, go outside, hold them up in the air so it's good lighting. Do something, you know? Make it look like you give a fuck. Um, also, anywhere you are, Ohio, Chicago, Florida, Nashville, fucking anywhere, literally anywhere at this point besides like Wyoming. If you're in a city that's not Wyoming, there's probably a Facebook group of people selling shoes. There's OfferUp, there's Poshmark, there's Goat, there's Bump, there's fucking Grailed. There's so many reselling apps that you can use that if you just sit there on a fucking Sunday night or whatever the fuck, Monday night, whenever you aren't working, sit on those apps and just look up size 10 and a half, Yeezy V2, dead stock or very near dead stock. Search for shoes and then compare them to market. If I know that these shoes right here go for $800, then search the market. And if you find a pair for six, there's going to be someone giving a steal away or I'll offer 20 people 600 bucks. If you win them, now you go resell them, you made 150 bucks. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot there. I've been fucking, I've been through it all. Um, so hopefully you appreciate some of that. Uh, now I want to tell you guys, these are two of my favorite retro fives of all time. I'll show you, I'll tell you the fucking Bel Air story first. 
These are Bel Air 5s. I think these are absolutely fucking beautiful shoes in hand. Um, these came out October of 2015, I believe. And if you can't see them, you should go look them up right now. Go on Google, type in Bel Air 5s. This is the 2015 pair, not the ones that came out last year. These are gray suede throughout the whole shoe. The middle, the sole, or not the mid. The middle of the shoe, the laces is all black. And then on the inside, you got a fucking party. All colors dedicated to the French Pri Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which I don't think these are like a good representation of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like when I look at this shoe, I just think like, oh, it's kind of dark and then multicolor looks dope. There's nothing, literally nothing on this shoe that says anything about the show uh, other than the colors. Like even on the insole, it's just a jump man. I'm fine with it. I still think they're great. I think they're dope. But I wouldn't see this and be like, wow, that's dedicated to a great show. I would be like, oh, that's a dope shoe. Uh, Jordan claims otherwise. But what I do love about these in design is that on the tongues, there's one of them is like a purple Jumpman and one of them's green. And as well as, the, as well as the back, one's purple, one's green. I like when they do different shit with the shoes because it at least shows me that like they're trying a little bit harder. And now this is back in 2015 when Jordan gave just way more of a fuck about their releases. So, uh, yeah. And the story about these is when I was in freshman year, I started reselling shoes. One of my first pairs of shoes was the Gamma 12s. And these were like the first pair that I ever got that were like hyped as fuck. Uh, people loved Jordans back then. Jordan game was huge. Yeezy game was like non-existent. But back then there was this kid that also resold shoes. And he had a pair of these, they were fake as fuck. And they were like really, 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 really bad fakes. They weren't even good fakes. Like everyone could tell, like a girl that never fucking, never looked at shoes in her life before could look at these and be like, those are fake as fuck or a guy or whoever. Um, they were horribly fake. The jump man was all fucked up. They were straight from China off the fucking boat or off the, out of the sweatshop. Um, and it's fucked up. But they were fake as fuck. So now I remember he was starting to resell. And I was like, fuck this kid. He's my competitor. Like, why are you reselling to all these kids that I have? Like, you're stealing my customers, bro. Then one day he walks into school. He's got the same sh shoes on, the fake Bel Air 5s. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this motherfucker. I'm buying the real pair. So I went online. I found a real pair. They were brand new. At the time, they were like 350 bucks, um, Or maybe even less. Maybe I paid. What did I fucking pay? Maybe I paid 250 um, went online and bought them brand new, warm the next day to school. Everyone was talking about it. Dude, Angel's got the fucking Bel Airs and they're real. The other kids got the fake ones. Fuck him. Go to Ange. And literally people were messaging me saying like, yo, I saw you got the real pair. How much do you sell this for? And blah, blah. And I was getting customers just from that. But how fucking good these shoes made me feel when I had them on, knowing that my competitor had the fake pair and I had the real ones. Like, dude, that's a fucking sneaker story and a half for you. Um, I, I'm sure a lot of people have stories like that. Someone wears, wears a fake pair and then you get the real ones. It just feels great, especially when they're going against your customers or like trying for your customers. It was a fucking, that's my come up story as a child. Um, I do also love these because they still got icy bottoms. These are a dead stock, size 12. I'm not a size 12, so I probably will be selling these. If you're interested, let me know. Um, otherwise, I have no problem putting them on a shelf and looking at them every day. But Bel Air 5s. Okay, next pair. Uh, these are the Supreme Desert Camo Retro 5s. These are from 2013, and this is the original StockX tag. I bought these from a guy on Instagram. Um, and he was like, I bought these for a while ago. I sat on them and I'm looking to cash out and make some money back now. He is a guy that bought shoes for retail and sat on them and got his cash out. So that's good. Um, it's kind of cool seeing the original StockX tag though. They don't even have those anymore. They have like the little circle ones with the fucking QR code. Uh, a reason why I love these, I, this, I might be wrong. Okay. Oh God. I might be wrong, but I think this is the first Supreme Jordan ever made. The first Supreme and Jordan collab. Uh, I might be wrong, but for shoes, I feel like I'm definitely there. Um, they got the Supreme and Jordan hang tag. This is the desert camo colorway. This is a size 11 and a half. Um, camo all across the fucking board. I think these are like, 
It's hard to explain, but you know when like you see that stretchy cotton material and it's like, what the fuck do they put it on? Oh, like a bookcase cover and, it's, and it stretches around your book and there's like waves on it or whatever. That's literally what this feels like. The material on this, it feels like a wrap of camo is just around the leather on the shoe. And I think they're great. On the inside you have the, it says sup here, which is kind of cringy and not really a big fan of it. But these shoes overall, they're fucking great. One of the first Jordans to ever have something else other than the fucking Jumpman on the ice. So they put the Supreme underneath there. You can't really see it, but it's pretty dope. Uh, another thing is that the tongs on these are 3M. You can't really see it. Maybe I'll fucking, maybe I'll blind myself for you guys. You can kind of see it there. The tongues are 3M. If you take a picture of them with flash, it'll be like super bright. Um, these are also dead stock. Another small detail that I fucking love is on these, on these little fucking, whatever they're called, lace holders, they have Supreme written on the sides, which is just a small detail. Also, the box says fucking Supreme on it, and the hoodies that they made that go with these, that it's like the Jumpman that says Supreme behind them, they go for a fuckload of money, and they deserve it. Uh, one of the best collabs of all time. Also on the inside of the tongue, instead of just the Air Jordan, can I fucking take this out? Instead of just the Air Jordan, you got the Supreme stitch there. I mean, that's how you fucking, this is how you make a collab. Oh, and uh, they got the 94 on the outside instead of the 23. It says 94, which is the year that Supreme was founded. These are great. These are a great shoe. I'm not even really trying to like be a salesman and sell them right now. I'm just talking about how much I love them and it's, it's just natural. Uh, if you want to buy them, like I said, they're 11 and a half, you can. Message me and I'll tell you the price. But otherwise, I don't mind sitting and looking at these either. I do want a 10 and a half in both of these because then I'll collect them and one day I'll wear them. But for now, if, I'll, if, I get, if all I got is a 12 in these two, I'll take them, you know, or 11 and a half. So that's about it for today. Thank you guys for watching and listening and hopefully I didn't scare you too much with those fucked up emails or whatever. Um, stay tuned next week when we have, um, when Michael Jordan's on the show.